Love the birds. <laughs> Back when I was a reporter, I, with every story, I wanted to get reactions. I wanted listeners or viewers, depending on which where I was at the time, I wanted a reaction from them. And usually I wanted outrage and anger. Sometimes a lovely reaction, but I wanted a reaction. Yeah, sure, I, you know, I was a journalist. I wanted to get to the truth, the heart of a matter. But whether that story was a lovely story or a story about all, something awful, if I didn't get a reaction from people, I felt like I failed. I wanted a reaction. And watching the news turn on, uh, well, it's every day, it's all the time, the news, but the st stuff going on in our country with uh, the president and the, regardless of which side you're on, the, there's a lot of upheaval, a lot of emotions and a lot of finger pointing and, and anger and judgment, all these reactions. And this morning began the, uh, uh, the head of the DNI, the Department of uh, National Intelligence. Am I saying that right? talking about this whole whistleblower thing. And there was a time, not too long ago, that I would have reacted to that. I would have had a strong reaction, strong, instant, automatic reaction. Well, I think all reactions are automatic, aren't they? That we react uh, mechanically, automatically, out of habit or tradition, we react to it. And I would have reacted to what's playing out on television, on the news. And that's what I wanted from my listeners when I was a reporter. It's all about stirring the pot, you know, getting a reaction. And it just so happens I was reading a lecture, a couple of lectures yesterday and this morning, that where Neville talks about reactions. And, I, and I've mentioned that before in my other podcasts about how your reaction is a good indicator on the state you're in. It actually reflects your state and lets you know if you've actually moved and stayed in your desired dwelling place, if you've actually moved and remained there. Here's a quote. I'm going to read a few quotes. He's got some, just some great things about it. To arrive at a certain definition of self, you must begin by uncritically observing your automatic reaction to an event, for your reaction defines your state. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of times we don't like taking a look at ourselves. Oh, I don't want to, I don't want any self-observation. I don't want to examine my thoughts and my actions. But Neville talks about doing this uncritically. Don't look at it and condemn yourself or damn yourself for your, your reactions and your thoughts. But to do it uncritically and do it with love. Just observe as 2020 would say, just notice. Notice your reactions and how you're automatically reacting to things. That turning on the news and hearing one side call the other a liar and other one other side call them a liar. There would have been, there used to be an automatic reaction in me to that. Automatic. And it Hell, I'm guilty of it. I, st I catch myself. I'm, I'm still learning and 
experiencing this thing, this adventure that we call life. And for an example, if I'm dwelling and living in the end or thinking from this state of financial freedom, I notice my automatic reactions have been sometimes when my daughter wants to buy something or she wants to buy another pair of jeans, needs a, a new shirt or wants a new shirt, whatever. What's my automatic reaction? Is my automatic reaction, oh, shit, how are we going to pay for this? Or is it, oh, here we go again. She's always wanting something. Or my kid, uh, or I'm sick. I get a symptom. Uh, my head hurts. I'm feeling my neck. I joked about this yesterday with Kim. <laughs> my neck and head and back, everything just hurt all the way down my spine. And it, there was a time where I would have, my automatic reaction would have been like, oh, crap, it's meningitis or something like that. Or I would have gone straight to WebMD and looked up symptoms and try to diagnose myself and de decide my prognosis. But that initial reaction, that's what I'm talking about right now, this instant gut reaction that we have, that I have, like in times past, I've been sick or I've got a symptom, a little sniffle or a little pain here or there. And there was an automatic reaction, just this bracing for something worse kind of a reaction. You know what I mean? Where you just tense up instantaneously. You just, great. I don't have time for this. These little reactions, they're so, they're sneaky. You know, well, when I was a reporter, I stayed away from any kind of public opinion on anything about politics or especially politics. If you hear that, I'm rolling my window up, by the way. I don't know if the birds are too loud or not. So anyway, that squeaking is my window. Back to the story. Uh, you know, as a reporter, I got to be unbiased in public. I, uh, not react one way or the other to things. Just, you know, report the facts. Fair and balanced, that kind of thing. And so I've gotten used to not publicly stating my you know, reacting to things and, and I'm not I wasn't perfect at it there are times where I've posted things on social media condemning one person or making fun of something or lashing out at someone online those big public displays those big reactions those for me I've noticed they're easier to to quell to get rid of but it's these little secret sneaky instant real little reactions we have inside of us. That's what I'm talking about. That, that's the ones that were, uh, no, they're sneaky. <clears throat> I'm not going to imagine up that they're hard to get rid of because nothing is difficult if you know who you are. But they're so damn sneaky. Those little reactions. Oh, my neck hurts. Meningitis. Here comes my daughter. What the hell is she going to want to buy now? Who's coming over? Oh, it's always miserable when they come over. We have to go to church? Oh, it's so boring. All these little instant reactions indicate, reflect our state. And, and if you're observing, and I'm learning, 
observe it uncritically, without judgment, no bashing myself in the head about it. Notice it. Okay, how am I reacting? All right. Well, if I'm really dwelling in my desired state, if I'm living in the end and thinking from the state of the wish fulfilled, I wouldn't be reacting like this. I wouldn't react the old way. Like when Paul says, totally paraphrasing, but when I was a child, I behaved like a child, but now I've put away the childish ways. That's, that's like this. You put away those habitual reactions to things. I mean, I think it's time for another quote. All right. Only by observing your reactions to life can you find yourself. And remember, as long as you react as you do, the same things must confront you. For all that you admit to is made manifest by your consciousness. And everything you manifest is your consciousness. I'm going to go on and uh, this is the last Neville quote. It's so easy to feel sorry for yourself and so very difficult to give up this feeling. Boy, don't I know it. But you cannot enter another state until you do. No one can uproot the weeds of self-pity or the trees of so-called second causes for you. You must uproot, uproot them yourself. God put Adam in the garden to tend and keep it. As Adam, you fell asleep. But when you awake, you are Christ, the power and wisdom of God. Start now to observe your reactions to life and do not allow yourself to become identified with an unlovely state. In that lecture, Neville talks about noticing your reactions and instead of continuing on to that habitual reaction, uproot them. And when these things, these triggers, instead of reacting or in the way you used to, or instead of reacting uh, like shouting at it or, you know, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus, or like one uh, new thought teacher I came across had said one time when you when these triggers happen, you just holler at it, cancel. No, you're not. You're still making it a, a battle. You're still warring with yourself, and that's going to perpetuate it. That's not going to get rid of the reactions. You choose how to react, and everything comes from within you. Neville suggests urges in his lecture to. Be passive about these things. Like instead of reacting out of anger at the news or enjoy, at, ah, son of a bitch is going to get it now. Ah. Instead of reacting one way or the other, pa be passive about it. Have a passive, a non reaction to it. Because whether, you know, regardless of the, your, the color of one's skin or their political position, or whether they're in jail or a very successful billionaire. They're just in a state. They're in a state just like you, just like me. There's no good reason to react negatively toward anyone. 
all that does is solidify whatever state you are in. Same with self-pity. Since we've been learning about this, it's funny, uh, Kim, you know, okay, as a guy, when a man, I've come to realize men can, be, men can be babies sometimes, especially when they're sick, they get a little bobo. And I used to do the same thing, you know, I'd get a little, oh, tata me, I'm, please, I feel bad, I'm sick. And I want that, that pity. Well, that's no good. That doesn't do anything, anything beneficial for me or for the person, the person pitying me. And now, if I am, if I am feeling a little bad or something happened, Kim looks at me and, and sometimes she'll just say, you know what to do. And then she smiles. She does it lovingly. She doesn't, she's not mean about it. Imagine yourself out of this, you son of a bitch. Now she's very loving. And we do it for each other. We remind each other, hey, you know where to go. You know what to do with this. While imagining lovingly for the seeming other. So watch your reactions. I'm gonna do. Uh, I'm gonna pull up a, one more quote. This is from the Upanishads. There's wisdom in more than just the Bible. I, that's what I was raised with. But uh, the Vedic texts have wonderful, beautiful things, and there's a lot of a lot of poets that I've come across seem to understand this, and and writers and other artists get the power of imagination and know this better than, uh, or at least in my eyes, they've connected with me. I've been able to connect with it uh, more easily than reading others. But here we go. Here's the quote from, uh, well, let me just read it. Who sees all beings in his own self and his own self in all beings loses fear from the Upanishads. Once you realize who you are and you realize that a seeming other person is the same, just as you, once you see everything is within self and self within everything, well, there's no room for fear. Why be fearful? Why be jealous? Why react in a negative way? React lovingly, regardless of the state or the person. That person is you. I love you guys. This is Feeling Twisty.